a world of demons. There is no doubt that the subject of demonology is gradually becoming an ancient teaching in our churches. Believers, especially men of God, no longer have the courage to talk about this, and as a matter of fact, some even pretend like they don't know such a thing exists. But the truth is that they do. The devil and demons are real. The Bible we read tells us clearly that there is a dark side, a dark realm. The kingdom of darkness is real, and Satan is the leader of this kingdom, and under him there are a host of evil demons that work under him. And this is something the Bible tells us clearly. 1 Peter 5 verse 8 Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Hollywood movies like to portray the devil in hell with a pitchfork, raising the temperature there, torturing people there, and that's not what the Bible tells us he is doing. The Bible tells us that he walketh about this earth, seeking whom he may devour. And we all know that devil himself is not omnipresent. Therefore, it makes sense to assume that he sends his demons across the world to accomplish his work. Assuming that demons don't exist can be a dangerous assumption, because this can make you lose God and fall victim to their operations. Therefore, the best approach to tackle this is to be aware and fully guarded against their operations. I honestly believe that it is wrong for a Christian minister to stand up on a pulpit and not teach on this subject of demonology. The Bible is not silent about the topic of demons and demonology. Jesus was not silent about the topic of demons and demonology. Paul the Apostle was not silent about the topic of demons and demonology. Why then? Should you as a Christian minister be silent about this topic? Why then should as a Christian minister avoid this topic? The truth is that there are so many people out there who are suffering under demonic oppression or influence. A man emailed me telling me about his testimony. He and his family moved into a new house, which they soon came to quickly realize was under demonic influence. Literally, on the first night they moved into that house, the husband had a terrifying nightmare, and when the morning came, he told his family about this nightmare. To his shock, he came to find that the whole family had the same nightmare. The demonic manifestation began to get worse and worse. They would see creatures appear and disappear in the house right before their very eyes. They would hear people calling their names when no one had called their name. The TV, laptops and other electrical devices would turn on in the middle of the night by themselves. It was as if the gates of hell had opened on this house. The night the family got to their breaking point was during one particular night when the whole family was woken up to loud music downstairs. They all went downstairs to find all the furniture downstairs levitating. Just imagine that level of demonic manifestation. Everything from sofas to table chairs were all floating. 
Not only that, but they saw demon spirits walking in their house. The family immediately left the house and out of pure desperation the father went to several churches seeking help. And two of those churches turned him away. Imagine that a church turned away someone who is under demonic oppression. The father of this family continued to search until he met a pastor who was able to help them. The family had not been back to the house for three days until they returned with this powerful minister who came and prayed in their home and began to teach them about the Bible and the power in the name of Jesus. Fourteen years later till this day, they still haven't experienced any demonic manifestation. The reason I told you about this email is to highlight the point that two churches turned them away because they did not believe in those kind of things. A reality check is the same Bible that tells us about the Almighty God also tells us that there is a devil. The same Bible that tells us about angels also tells us that there are demons. The same Bible that tells us about the Holy Spirit also tells us about unclean evil spirits. Avoiding the topic won't make them more or less real than what they are. An important fact that you and I need to know is that the devil and his demons are not as powerful as God. They are not in the same league as God and his angels. The world and media attempt to paint the devil and God on the same level, but they aren't. God wins over the devil every time. The devil and his demons are not almighty, but God is. The devil and his demons are not omniscient, but God is. The devil and his demons are not omnipresent, but God is. This is why it is so important for us to teach about this subject. Have you ever noticed the world almost intentionally tries to paint angels as being weak, but devils being strong? The world's view concerning angels are indeed strange and unbiblical. Most artists picture angels as golden-haired, soft people equipped with willow wings. A Roman Catholic writer recently protested this, wondering why angels should be represented as harmless creatures, bored with a purposeless existence. He objected to their portrayal as the soft glamour queens. He reminds us that God revealed the angels to us in a powerful sense. In ancient times, most great writers and artists represented angels unmistakably powerful. This same writer goes on to say that the devils have fared much better at the hands of artists than their heavenly counterparts, the angels. Rarely do we see a picture of a soft, weak-looking devil. The primary duties of demons Fundamentally, out of the numerous duties of the fallen angels, one paramount duty they specialize on is to bring God's creation down, which is humanity. The devil is human's great enemy, and so are his demons too. Demons aim to deceive humans and appear like angels of light. 
Second Corinthians 11 verse 14 and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light Galatians 1 verse 8 but even if we or an angel out of heaven should preach a gospel to you contrary to what we proclaimed to you let him be accursed this is why we are instructed to test the spirit so what are the characteristics of demons number one enticement one of the major weapons of demons is enticement they try to entice you with a major desire they have been able to identify in your life this can be as subtle as lust or fornication so they keep enticing you by calling your attention to your desire till you start giving in this stage is very delicate because most people take it very slightly but note that this is the beginning of all operations and invitations of demons you need to understand you live in a world full of demons what you need to know is that these spirits will entice by your very own lust James 1 verse 13 and 14 let no man say when he is tempted I am tempted of God for God cannot be tempted with evil neither tempteth he any man but every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed number two compelling once you have been successfully enticed the next stage is to compel you in such a way that makes you feel good about your situation at this stage they begin to make you compromise on what the Word of God says about the sin till you no longer see anything bad about your actions finally they try to bring you to a state of confusion by clouding your judgment and sense of what is right and wrong and number three deceit after compelling the next thing is to eventually deceive the victim this becomes easy because the victim has already been driven to a point of compromise where he or she is far from knowing what is right or wrong 